Hello there, and welcome to this special edition of Check-In, the Vandalander Airports podcast. I'm Andy Lynch, and thanks for joining me as we look back at some of the highlights from Series 1. Firstly, let's cover COVID-19. We start our recap at the beginning of Series 1, when Andrew Manship and I discussed the impact of the coronavirus on airports. As we discovered, yes, there are certainly challenges, but Andrew also gave us reasons for optimism. If, if you look at it, travel, aviation, it's part of our um, human DNA, um, both for really building relationships from a business perspective. When you really have to get into long-term partnerships, you still need to be together with your partners. It's an economic driver um, on national level and, and also on a, on a sort of a hobby level. That's aviation travel is part of you know exploring traveling holidaying is something we do and, and there's sort of the generations coming through i don't think we'll we'll stop that so i'm optimistic it will recover um timelines for recovery are probably in terms of really starting to move back towards where we were is, is estimated towards 2023 2024 um and, and i think very specifically it, it is causing um airlines and airports and ourselves and, and our competitors to rethink the types of solution, uh, the types of purposing um, of, of uh, assets of buildings, of how would they be used going forward um, to give that flexibility that, that might be required again. Then, at the height of the summer holidays, or what was left of them, I spoke to Mark Elliott about security lanes. Mark painted a picture of how lanes were adapting and discussed an interesting technology Vanderlander were implementing. And I'll call it a technology, the glass shields. Again, you're adding these glass shields for protection. It's not impacting your throughput. It's not impacting your performance. So we're adding safety measures without impacting the system. When we talked about the CT technology I mentioned earlier, that is something that can improve throughput, actually. Uh, And it is potentially reducing touch points throughout the system. One of the other things we have and we've had for years is, uh, I'll call it a technology, it's called remote screening. Instead of when you go through the airport, you see the people sitting next to the x-ray machine. So we've got staff at the x-ray machine screening the images. What we have is it's called multiplexer remote screening. And what that does is it removes all of those screeners from the checkpoint. And staying with security lanes, Gunter van Andrikum from Point Forward joined me to explain how important data is for airports and how they could introduce CT technology. The basis would be get educated. Know what you want and know what you're looking for. Uh, If you don't know what you are currently doing in your operations, how can you know uh, uh, what you're looking for? So having the data of your current performance understanding uh, uh, what it means, uh, having a starting point, allows you to determine in what direction you want to go. What is the performance that you are looking for? Having a clear insight uh, uh, your, on your current situation and, and knowing how you could, would, uh, and want to change towards a, let's say, uh, uh, a different checkpoint, uh, including CT. Uh, example, the decision time. Decision time for a regular CT and a CT is different. So it's not about just uh, buying the best CT and getting, and getting the old one out and getting the new one in. 
it might actually be that the one you choose is the wrong choice for your checkpoint because it just doesn't doesn't basically uh, collide very 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 properly. So you have to understand what's available. You have to understand what you can take in your current, let's say, square meters, and 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 determine, let's say, where your process is and and where you want to where you want to be going. Beyond hardware, software is also essential to airport operations. I had a fascinating talk with Richard Smith, who described how connecting IT touchpoints could improve the passenger experience. Um, yeah, no, it definitely does. I mean, that's one of the one of the big areas we're focusing on uh, right now with uh, connectivity, and we, we've got some working names for, for what we're doing. But uh, it is really around, uh, as you say, the touchpoints. There are the passenger journey. I mean, you can look at it from... Uh, a lot of airports will look at it from that passenger journey because then you know, they're providing a, effectively a service to the passenger and they want to make sure that each of those points is working effectively and efficiently. Uh, and they do depend on each other. So if you take, uh, say, passenger boarding bridges, you know, so they need to be operational when the plane lands and they need to be able to move. And you know, so you can monitor the passenger boarding bridges. Uh, if you're If you're connecting, if you know about uh, a plane pulling up to a bridge, if there's an issue or a delay, you can also then uh, you have the opportunity to take that information and share it with, say, uh, the immigration and customs to say there's going to be the surge of passengers that usually happens now may be delayed because of uh, other things that are happening across your airport. So there there are definitely op- great opportunities for connecting and and many of the you know the leading airports you know they, they effectively they need to do that or else they would effectively come to a grinding halt in some ways because. Uh, you think of passenger flow. You've you know if, for anyone who's travelled, uh, you know those queues that happen. You know that if if and you're you're thinking in your head if 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 I if I'm in this queue and if they knew this was going to come, could they have put up some more people on? Could they have uh, opened another lane? Uh, things like that. I think that connectivity gives you those uh, opportunities to make that a much more uh, a better experience. But as with any other industry, sometimes it's healthy to take a helicopter view. That's where end-to-end thinking comes in, and industry specialist Ad Rutten tells us more. Yeah, in my view, um, end-to-end thinking in the aviation process uh, uh, refers to a, a process that starts at the very first point of departure and ends at the final point of destination. So, for instance, when we talk about a bag, uh, the process uh, starts at the home of the passenger and ends at his at the destination of his choice, which may be a hotel or another home or maybe a conference area when 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 he has to speak first. Um, so the, that that's my view of end to end. It's it's a bit like uh, the, the 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 journey of a parcel which which is uh, handled by DHL or, or another post and parcel company. I think there are there are um, opportunities uh, and benefits for for all the parties involved. First of all, of course, the the passenger um, by by using an end to end process for baggage, um, the passenger experience can be enhanced quite a bit. When the passenger can travel without his whole baggage, uh, it will be much more comfortable. Uh, especially, uh, for instance, a family with four kids and six bags who has to go to the airport by train. Uh, I can imagine that they would be very happy if their bags would be picked up at home. Also, you, if if you if you um, define this process as a separate product, 
you can also add value to this product and you can offer the passenger better control, better services, more to his liking and not so much a, a, a take-it-for-granted process as we have today, more or less. Eh? If, if, if an airline loses your bag in Hong Kong, uh, you only find out if you stand in line at the, at, at the arrival belt uh, in London, for instance, until you see that your bag is not coming. Uh, although the, the airline has known that already for eight or nine hours. You know, so if if you if you think about bringing baggage um, out of the commodities into the the, the sphere of a, of a product, you'll, you you your thinking will change dramatically. So the passenger is is one of the the main beneficials of the uh, of, of an end to end process. But it's not only the passenger; it's of course it's it's also uh, the airport and the airline. Uh, who can bring down that cost by building an integral product, by taking out all the handover moments uh, based on better IT. And let's close with a glimpse of the future. I'll let Gijs Bartlett tell you how autonomous vehicles are going to be advantageous to airports in the years to come. Yeah, in the long term also to become future-proof and, and more resilient. Um Especially also when you look now at, at the current crisis, of course. Um, I think in the future, airports also want to be very resilient uh, so that they can scale up uh, and scale down uh, when needed. Yeah, that's that's an advantage of AVs, I think, that we can quickly do that. Um, adding vehicles is relatively easy or, or moving them to another location. So the scalability is a big benefit um, when future demand is not known. Another big benefit, well, also related, I think, to COVID-19 crisis is the dependency on labor. So especially on the apron, with an increased level of automation there, we would be less dependent on the, on the human factor. So that just gives me time to thank you for being with us over the past few months on Check-In and we are going to offer more insights in the near future. In the meantime, if you're interested in more content, please check out the Vanderlander website, where you can read our collection of check-in blogs.